Blog Talk Radio. Motto, the host of Diva Strategies for Success, where we used to do the show uh, once a week on Mondays, but doing these, uh, the crises that we're going through, we're doing it every day, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. because we have dynamic guests and we think it's wonderful to keep everybody uplifted during this crazy time that we're all going through. Today, I have a fabulous guest that is so No wonder she's called the Information Diva. Her name is Deborah Thorne, and she's known as the Information Diva, America's CEO, not CEO coach. Deborah is an award-winning international author, coach, trainer, and speaker. She helps motivate women of a certain age who are ready for their next act to reduce their learning curve as they clarify it find tools, and set priorities so they can transition from employee to entrepreneur, creating income-generating businesses, not glorified hobbies. Always encourage them to do business like a woman, not like a man, and become a CEO, not a CEO. Her service includes 30 ways to make money while you sleep, training participants to become information empire mongols, Entrepreneurial Women of Faith, book collaborations for women of all faiths designed especially for first-time authors. Get your book done now, a system for authors to write and publish their books in 90 days. These women mean business, trade explorations, exploring opportunities to do business internationally while traveling next step, Vancouver, Canada, September 2020. The Leverage Conference for speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs, which includes forums, conferences, on tour, Leverage the podcast, and the Leverage magazine. Like many entrepreneurs, Deborah wears more than one hat. She is also misdeed to thousands of kids. She is a conflict resolution specialist, certified mediator, and an anti-bully expert. Deborah, welcome to the show today. I am so happy to have you as a guest. Thank you, Robbie, for having me. One diva to another. Thanks much. What makes you the information diva? Well, you know, I had someone ask me, only she had a little bit more inflection. So what makes you the information diva? And prior to that, I had not really thought about it. But I said to her, you know, I know information about a lot of things, particularly women in business. And so she and I sat down and chatted for a while, and I said to her at the end, would you now agree that I am the information diva? And she said, yeah, you are the bomb. But basically, I work really hard to understand and demystify business principles and systems for women. And so, you know, my tagline is that we should do business like a woman, not like a man, CEO, not CEO. 
That's great. What is the difference between doing business like a man and doing business like a woman? Well, you know, men ask me that a lot. So my standard answer is a woman can bring her baby to my business meeting without any problems because I know that she is serious about being a mother and she's serious about being a businesswoman. And whichever one of us isn't writing will hold the baby and will get through can you bring a baby to your business meeting? And they go, no, I would never think of that. I said, exactly. And I've been saying that for years, and the other day I had the opportunity of witnessing it on television. The news anchor was there interviewing the mayor of Compton, who is a young African-American woman with a nine-month-old baby. And she had the baby in her lap because the baby goes to her office every day. As the mayor, she's got a crib and a whole setup for her baby. Well, during the interview, the baby dropped her toy on the floor, and the news anchor bent down to get the toy. And I was really surprised because that left the television screen blank for about five seconds, which you know is a no-no in television. When she returned the toy, came back up, handed it to the baby, and she said, let's keep it real. This is real TV, and I thought, yes, that's a woman doing business like a woman, that child's needs were important to both women so that they could could continue to conduct business. You know, you hear so many women say busy and they're overwhelmed and stressed. Why should women avoid using those words? Those words um, have poor connotations in business. You will never hear a man say he's dizzy. You will never hear him say he's overwhelmed. You'll never hear him say he's stressed, okay? And yet women, those are things that are associated with women. I try to tell women, how about using some different words? I'm not overwhelmed. I just have a lot on my plate today and can't take on what you're asking me to do. I'm not busy. I'm not busy. My calendar is full, okay? I'm not stressed. I just have a lot of things to take care of. A lot of things are poking at me, so what you're asking me to do, I'll have to look at later. If we learn to use different verbiage, it's accepted differently. When we're in the workplace and we're talking about how busy we are and how frazzled and how overwhelmed, those sound like the wimpy girl type answers, and we want to get away from that. Yeah, that's so true. Statistics show that there is an earnings gap, a gender gap. Women earn about 79 cents for every dollar men earn. How can, can entrepreneurship address this? Okay, so the wonderful thing about entrepreneurship and the way I, the reason I really love it is that you get to personally define what success looks like for you, what it means for you to be successful. And as such, you can determine how much you want to make, okay? So if you say, for instance, I work with women who are wanting to make $100,000 a year, okay? And I tell them, I can show you how to get there. First step is let's get to $50,000 a year. If you're not there yet, there are some basic things that you need to do with regard to having clarity around your purpose and who who can and will buy your widget or service having systems in place so that you're not doing everything, and then working straight through a regimented process. That will help you clean up things and get to $50,000 a year. After that, it's just fine-tuning and scaling up. 
when we can assume and take responsibility for our earning power, then we can determine because just like you determine you want to do fifty thousand or a hundred thousand a year, you can determine that hey, you know what, I really want to be a millionaire. Now it may not be one product or service that brings you there, but there are several things that you can do that can all be uh, revenue generating and take care of that. So if you're seeing a gap, there is no gap. You can remove the gap, excuse me. You can remove the gap in entrepreneurship. We have that power, and my thing is to help women see that they have the power and how to exercise that power. Let me throw out another question that I hear all the time. Some women have a hard time asking for the money. How does somebody learn to get around that? Practice, 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 really and truly. It's learning to, uh, one of the things you always teach us, Robbie, is learning to ask, you know. Ask for what you want or need. And if you have a problem asking for the money, ask for help around that. It's amazing to me, I was on a call earlier today, and a woman, we were practicing introductions as part of this class we are taking, and she told me all about what she did, and I said to her when she finished, I said, two things. One, you didn't give me your name, and two, you did that whole introduction without telling me what you wanted from me. You didn't tell me whether you wanted to be introduced or you wanted to get together later to have a further conversation or whatever. We don't start with the basic ask because we've been taught that that's not polite. You know, people should offer things. You don't ask for things, wait for people to offer. Well, that was true as we were little girls growing up. As businesswomen, we must ask and sometimes even demand what we want. And if you can't put yeah. it out there, if you can't, yeah, you have to be able to say, hey, I want the money. This is what it is. And I always share with people until you ask, someone else is holding your money. That's and true. And I want to hold it myself. Well, yes. That's true. What is leverage and why is it important to your business? Okay, you know, we built a whole conference around leverage. And it comes from the theme <clears throat> create it and they will buy is not a strategy for success. I write a book. I have a product or service, and it's there. But until I learn to um, network with other people, I learn to collaborate with other people, you know, I'm keeping my widgets in my store case, you know. You have a store, you haven't you put all the products in, but nobody knows that you're there. You know, one of the things that many of us suffer from is being the best-kept secret. Well, that's not helpful to making money. But if you can negotiate, if you can work with, network with other women or other uh, business owners, find ways that we can collaborate rather than compete. I'm not in competition with anyone but myself. What I do want to always do is find out what is it that you do and how can what I do help us both. That's how we're all going to get ahead. That's what leverage is. Oh, that's good. Why should entrepreneurs consider writing a book? Well, you know what they say, there's a book in all of us, okay, that we all have a story or something we want to tell. What a book does for an entrepreneur, I teach people to write their books very quickly. Get them out, get them done, okay, done is much better than perfect. 
But the books, and I've written more than a dozen of them, my books are fancy business cards. I can take a book anywhere and be asked to speak based on it, be asked to, to be on a radio show based on it. Books give you the entryway. And because we live in a time where technology allows us to put out books and allows us to put them out quickly, um, I was just on another call. We're getting ready to have an author showcase. So imagine you've written your book. Nobody really knows. Here we go again. It's the best-kept secret. But you can come together with some other authors and read a part of your book and just showcase yourself, telling people, I am an author. With us combining together several authors, that then becomes leverage because each of us is inviting our people to it, and that gives you an opportunity. So as an entrepreneur, you got the sell of the book, but there's so many things that can be offshoots from it because that's where the leveraging piece comes in. Everybody needs to have at least one book. That's true. What are multiple streams of income, and why are they important? Well, such as a time like this tells you why multiple streams of income are very important. That's for sure. (laughs) Okay. If you had a store that sold dresses, right now your store is closed because you were in the mall and the mall was required to close. Okay? If that was your only stream of income, you were out of business. But if you also had something else going on the side, you sold another product or service that may or may not be related to the dress shop, you um, you know, you had a book that you were promoting, you went around speaking, all those are streams of income and those could continue to happen. Those of us who are in the event business and, you know, that's what I primarily do is promote events and, and speakers and authors. Okay, so what did I do? I put them online. So we're not out of the park. You know, we can't, no, the places where I was going to deliver, the hotels and those kind of things, they're closed. But we have online, and it is so important for people to have different ways of making money. That's why I created that strategy, 30 Ways to Generate Income While You Sleep. And I want to say at the end, I'll say, give you exactly how, but everyone who's listening can get the free ebook that lists all 30 ways. If you will send me an email saying, hey, send me the book, I'll send it right out to you. I'll let you see that there are 30 ways that you can make money based on information you already know. So you want to give them your email now, and then we'll give it to them again at the end? That sounds really good. So you're going to remember, you're going to tell me that you want the 30 ways to generate income while you sleep, and you send it to my email. The easiest one is the information diva online at gmail.com the information diva online at gmail.com that sounds great you know you have trade exploration coming up so why is the trade exploration uh, beneficial to entrepreneurs and tell us a little bit about the one that you have coming up Okay, well, that's These Women Mean Business, and we are headed to Vancouver, Canada. Uh, The intent is still that we're coming in September, and it's an opportunity for women to, one, get to know other women entrepreneurs, two, to 
who do business in a foreign country, those who participate have an opportunity to speak. They have an opportunity if they have a book to distribute it while we're there. There are all kinds of things that you can do that make you internationally known. So you can now add internationally known to your title. The challenge, like with the rest of the world, though, right now, is everything is pretty tentative given the pandemic that we're under. However, we're going to go forward. We just don't know the date. Like the whole world is on hold, you know. They're not really sure when they're going to hold the Olympics. Well, we're not really sure when these women mean business will happen. It was slated for September 10th, but it may or may not happen then, depending on what's happening with the world. But it will happen. We will go to Canada, and we invite you to come go with us. We've got four days of activities planned. We're going to have a great time. The women in Canada, I've been on the phone with different entrepreneurs in Canada. They're ready for us to come. And then the whole world got turned upside down a little bit. But as women entrepreneurs, the wonderful thing, and I want everybody to remember this, it seems a little topsy-turvy right now, but the wonderful thing about being a small business is that we can pivot easily. So we just pivot and run with it. So we can't go to a hotel or whatever. We can go online. We can get on the telephone. We can still run our businesses without having to go before a board of directors or asking someone's permission. Um, I just recently wrote an article on LinkedIn called Ready, Fire, Aim. Go ahead. You're ready. You've been preparing all along. Just shoot them off. Put out. Put things out there. Put content out there. Do things, and you'll go back and aim and tweak it later. But the main thing is to keep top of mind with people. Let people know that you're still in business. I thank you, Robbie, for like having this opportunity where you say instead of doing our show periodically, we're going to do it every day because people need to be reminded. That would be an example of a small business pivoting and running. She made a decision, let's go, and we can do it. And I encourage all of your listeners to do that. Now is the time that some people are going to make a lot of money because the world shifted the way it did. And it actually, I think it's going to teach people, There, are, like you are saying, there's other things they can do. They don't have to be locked in to the same thing. So this is going to make more uh, women look for other ways, like to write a book, to call you and learn about to get that 30 ways to make more money and, you know, just to do more things that they've never done before. So, you know, sometimes out of of bad comes good. Oh, exactly. And what is it? Uh, Necessity is the mother of invention. Even things we had never thought about doing, saying, or being, suddenly they're in front of us. You know what? I've got to figure out something to do. I'm home all day, so what can I do? You know, they're the... um, those sites online where you can sell things. So go through your house. There are things you've been planning to get rid of anyway. Take a picture, put them online, put them for sale. There are all kinds of things we could be doing. We just have to think about it. I was at the Connected Women of Influence in 2019 when you won the award. How do you, how do people make successful connections? Because I remember that day, everybody knew you, and everybody was so happy that you were the winner. Well, thank you so very much, and it was really exciting. And, again, here we go, watch life turn a little bit. They were supposed to award a new connected woman of influence this month. 
they can't do it. So I got the title for a little bit longer. Yay. Okay, so for me, what that, you know, hey, we take wins wherever we can get them. But what it means to me is whenever I'm talking to, and particularly a businesswoman, because that's where my focus is, when I ask, you know, when you tell me who you are and what you do, I'm genuinely listening because I'm hoping you're going to tell me what you're looking for in terms of clients or people you can um, be connected to because in my head I'm running through the people that I know and who I might connect you with. Because that's how, that's about that leverage piece. Nobody knows everybody, but a lot of us know a lot of people. And of those people, if I can make a connection, if you don't do anything more than have virtual coffee, that's one more person that you add to your community, and you never really know who is going to be that person that makes a significant difference in your business and the things that you're trying to do. And when we, you know, when people go out networking, I network a little bit differently than many people do. You know, it can be a room of 100 people. Everybody wants to meet all 100. Well, that's not my strategy. My strategy is to get to know three to five people, and I spend time really getting to hear them, not just, hi, my name is Deborah Thorne, I'm the information diva, here's my card, and keep going. No, tell me about who you are, what you're doing. Why are you in that business? You know, what is it that your business needs right now? What would make this year perfect for you? So as I'm listening and I'm hearing you tell your story, and when you ask people about their story, they will give you their passion. You'll get to really hear it when you get them to slow down. Don't just shove your business card. Let me be able to be of help, be of service. So after I've heard your story and I know the kinds of things you're interested in, I'm constantly thinking, who do I know that wants, needs, can assist this person? And the first thing I'm going to do is make uh, introductions. I send email introductions all of the time, and I tell both parties why I'm connecting them, and I wish them the best on doing something together. You know, I think that makes a person stand out more. I know whenever I've used that same concept, which is kind of how I like to operate as well, people will say to me, you know, nobody ever asked me what I need or how, how they can help me. They're, you know, they're always trying to sell me what they do. So I think some of the tips you just gave them are really powerful, and women need to put them, start thinking about that. When you help enough people, it comes back to you. It's not about you. It's about Absolutely. what you can do to make it difference you know and one of the things if you think not um i heard a speaker say this and it was just like so perfect she said to the audience there was a group of women networking how many people came here to tell somebody about their product or service and of course everybody raised their hand then the next question was how many people came here to buy a product or service and nobody raised their hand she said exactly now we've got to mix the two together. Don't just tell people what you do. Figure out how you can help them because all you were doing is just passing out cards otherwise, and that, that's really how I feel. And, we, you know, we all have collected too many cards sometimes. Yeah, and then they bring them home and throw them in their desk and in their pockets or purse and do nothing with them. Exactly. And the money is definitely in the follow-up, and if you're not following up, you know, 80% of the people don't follow up. So you want to be part of that 20% that do. 
And again, it's not about selling my widget. It's about furthering the conversation and building the relationship so that when it is time for that person to introduce you or to buy your service or product or whatever, then they have a better feeling about you. A relationship is beginning because we all know that people only buy from people they know, like, and trust. And if all you do is shove your business card or continue to tell people what you do without wanting to get to know anything about them, it shows and your lack of sales show it. You know, April is coming up and it's actually Workplace Conflict Awareness Month. What do women need to know about bullying in the workplace? Because, you know, it, it really still is happening. I cannot believe it. <laughs> okay, it, it, it certainly is. Just as it's happening in the schools, it's not what's in the newspaper today because we've got something else that is the headline. But workplace bullying takes place every single day. And what I want women to do is to be more aware and to understand. In a bullying situation, it takes three things, a bully, a victim, and a community that tolerates it. That's the same for children as it is adults. Adult bullies are simply children, you know, they were never corrected as a child, and they take that um, experience on into life, and that's the way they communicate by bullying people. They didn't learn a different way. But there are things that we can each do. If you're not strong enough, if you're the the victim, you know, go to another person and say, hey, look, I'm having this problem. Because if the community says no, then there are there's, strengthen the community, and we as the community have to be aware when you see something that looks like bullying. You know, we all know if you see something, say something. Well, this is really the time. You see somebody being bullied, say something. If you've got the strength to say it, stop it, and that will stop the bullying uh, environment right then and there because it can't exist unless those three things are there together. Why do you think bullying still takes place in the workplace. What do you what do you think is behind it? You work a lot with it, so I just was curious. <laughs> because people are afraid to stand up and say something because it's not polite. If I and really and truly part of it is too one of the kinds of victims we have are called vicarious victims and they're the ones who are afraid if you stop bullying Sally, you might start bullying me. So let me be quiet and be still, not realizing that you're being a victim now because you're afraid to say anything for fear of the retaliation. And that's why the community, the whole community can say, no, this can't happen here. We know who the bullies are. You have to stop them. And it's really unfortunate when someone is so concerned about their livelihood that they can't stand up for themselves and no one else will stand up for them. That becomes really a challenge. But, again, it's the same kind of thing that was started in elementary school or even preschool. We see children in preschool bullying. And if it doesn't get really? corrected, yeah, three, four-year-olds, yes. If it doesn't get corrected then, it just goes on and they just get bigger and better. We have whole families that bully people. And it's like, really? Because that's the way they learn to communicate. That's sad. That it is. is sad. It is. It is. It's horrible. And unfortunately, it costs people their lives. And so we, you know, although it's not prevalent in the paper, it still exists. Every time we have a school shooting, 
When you go to the background of it, there was bullying somewhere. The FBI statistics are at 75% of the time. And I'm like, okay, show me that other 25%. That's not. We always hear that. Somehow somebody was bullied in the process. That's so sad. I noticed recently you put out a request to for speakers and for authors. So tell me what that's all about and what you're looking for and how people can reach you. Okay, so the speakers. We're, we started, um, again, in response to social distancing. I'm doing a networking event on Friday evenings online, and everybody's welcome. But we're looking for inspirational and motivational speakers. And we want to give people an opportunity to hear uplifting messages because in times like this, it is so easy to succumb to what the news media is saying. And I'm saying there's another way. Let's lift each other up. So if you're interested in that, you can either reach me at the email that I gave before, the information diva online at gmail.com, or you can go directly to the site that has the information, which is bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash S-D for social distancing, speakers needed. So bit.ly forward slash S-D, speakers needed. And that will give you what we're looking for. I'm looking to have a troop of speakers who will just speak for a few minutes and tell people, you know, that life is going to go on and we're going to be okay. As far as the authors are concerned, I'm really excited about that. We are going to have an author showcase where four authors get an opportunity each week to come online and share their books with people. They get to read from the book, answer questions, basically just let people know that you are an author and this is what your book is about, and people will be able to purchase the book um, through, you know, through your link that we'll provide. And it's just a great opportunity for any authors. Um the best way to let me know that you're interested in that is to email me um, as we're still, you know, things move fast. Remember, we're pivoting and running, so all the information is not up, but it has to be up this week because our first author showcase is going to be this Monday. And one of the wonderful things is we're going to take the audio recordings and create a podcast from it. So even if you can't join us on Monday evenings, you'll be able to go to the podcast and hear well, what happened with I authors. have to cut in because we have run out of time. Right? So okay. thank you so much for being on the show. Half an hour goes pretty fast. Yes, it does. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. Bye now.